0: morning. Welcome back to Sunday school. Man, I am fired up to get back into our regular routine of things. I've missed it. Uh, Sunday was always uh, my favorite day of the week just because we got to come out and spend all this time together uh, with my brothers and sisters in Christ and in this place. This is a special place. It's not that we couldn't meet somewhere else, but if we met somewhere else, that place would be special. We, This place is special because this is where we meet with each other and this is where we meet with God and have His manifest presence with us. And I'm so excited that we get to spend more time here than what we have in the past. Now this morning I wanted to talk, to, uh, talk about a bad habit that I've got, and I think I'm probably not the only one. You see, all my life I've had a problem with charging forward with my plans and then asking the Lord to bless it. I think a lot of us have this tendency to a greater or lesser degree. We claim that God is our provider and then we work countless hours trying to get ahead and uh, prosper all the while saying we don't have enough time to attend church, we don't have enough time to read and study like we should. The fact is that throughout Scripture, blessing is directly tied to obedience. Deuteronomy 12:28 says, Observe all these words which I command thee, that it may go well with thee, and thy children after thee forever, when thou doest that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God. Now those of us who have been born again have been spared the consequences of our sins. This is a free gift bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. We now get to spend eternity with the creator of the universe who loves us, and no amount of works are going to make this more or less true. However, his blessings are contingent on obedience. Look over in Joshua chapter 5, if you have your Bibles, we're going to read starting in verse 13. Joshua chapter 5. And verse 13. Now, right here Joshua is planning to go against Jericho. We're now at that point. We've crossed the Jordan. The mantle has been passed over. We're going into Canaan land. And Jericho is going to be the obstacle that he's facing right here. In verse 13 it says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with a sword drawn." In his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord I am now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And Joshua did so. Now, first of all, I want to point out who it was that Joshua met. Some clues to his identity are found in the fact that Joshua bowed in worship and that the stranger accepted that worship. You see, if he had just been an angel, angels rightly reject worship from man. We find that over in Revelations a couple of times. So the first clue we have is that he accepted worship as his due the second the commander told Joshua to remove his sandals because he was standing on holy ground now this echoes the same words if it sounds familiar to what God told Moses Joshua's predecessor through the burning bush so this is our second clue that what we're actually looking at is a pre-incarnate uh manifestation of the son of god so knowing this Joshua in enemy ter- before knowing this Joshua in enemy territory preparing to approach Jericho asked the man with a drawn sword whether he was for him or against him and Jesus replied neither i have come as the commander of the lord's army you see His allegiance was not to Jericho, it was not to Israel, but to heaven. Joshua, being a man of faith, quickly realized his error. Even though he was the leader of his people, he immediately knew he was outranked. You see, Joshua knew a truth that some of us tend to forget. Too many Christians today want to treat God like a genie in a bottle, blessing our endeavors, seeing us through our problems, and getting us out of our scrapes without considering whose side God is on. God is on God's side. God loved you while you were still a sinner, but Jesus did not come to get on your side, but to bring you to his side. God did not need to be reconciled to us, but us to him. Before salvation, this was something that we were unable to do, but now through the blood of Christ, we can start that process of sanctification where God through the Holy Spirit cleans us up and makes us more like Christ. We can't seek his blessing without first seeking his will. As children, we sing, I'm in the Lord's army. Here in Joshua, we find in no uncertain terms who the commander of the Lord's army is, and it's not us. The Lord goes on in chapter 6 to give Joshua detailed instructions on what to do if he wanted to see victory. In our earthly understanding, these instructions made no sense. Having a parade around the city and blowing trumpets, that's not how you defeat a fortified town in our earthly understanding. But Joshua knew that victory was dependent not on the strength of Israel but the power of God and that required obedience. If we want to receive his blessings, we have to be obedient. And to be obedient, we have to know and follow his commands. If you'll turn back just a couple of pages to Joshua chapter 1, we'll find that the Lord had already made this clear to Joshua in verse 8. He says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Most of us who have done any kind of work, I don't care if it's military service or fast food service, know that the key to efficiency is good communication. You can't be obedient without hearing and understanding the orders. The same is true with our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Communication is crucial if we are to be obedient. We study to receive God's orders, then we pray and meditate on it to get clarity on those orders. Finally, we execute those orders by applying them to our lives, following the prompting of the Holy Spirit to guide us in the particulars. This is the way that we are to live if we want a life of victory. So today, if we find ourselves struggling and we don't feel like God is on our side, then maybe it's time to make sure whose side we're on. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come back into your house and worship, Lord. I thank you for this group of like-minded brothers and sisters of Christ who've come out. I thank you for the fellowship that we have one with another, for the love that we have here. We ask that you just meet with us today. Give all the speakers the words that you would have them us to hear. Please just be with our teachers this morning as they get back into the swing of teaching. Please just empower them and guide them through the Holy Spirit, Lord. We ask that you be with Brother Israel as he brings us the message, Lord. Just fill him up and pour him out. But most of all, Lord, meet with us here today because we need your manifest presence more than ever.